Jeff Vita here with the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. I am at the Martial Arts Mega Weekend, hosted by Master Alan Goldberg, and I have the distinct honor to chat with director, writer, Sheldon Ledich, one of the most influential martial arts director-writers uh, of recent times. Mr. Ledich, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. You're very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, let me know, uh, how is the show going for you? Is this your first time at this show? No, I was here a couple of years ago also. Great. What, what do you think of the atmosphere of this show, particularly with regards to how uh, it celebrates martial arts? Well, hell, everybody's here. <laughs> you, know, you got Don Wilson, you got uh, Cynthia Rothrock and Bill Wallace. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's like the who's who of martial arts here. Uh, present company the... included, of course. What's that? Present company included. Present, present co- well, I've really made some martial arts movies, so yeah, I'm kind of the real deal here. You, you absolutely are. Um, well, let me ask, do you have martial arts training yourself? Any? I have not studied martial arts myself. Yeah. Uh, I learned just a little bit when I was in the military, but they really don't teach you a lot of martial arts in the military because you're not, you're not supposed to go out there and get in kung fu fights with <laughs> right. the enemy. Basically, I was a radio operator, which means there's enemy out there, I'm going to call for artillery, or I'm going to call for air support. I'm not going to go and uh, get my nunchucks and go and go attack the enemy. No, we don't do that. So there's not really a lot of hand-to-hand training in the military. Right, right. But uh, with that, uh, you have been a contributor to some of the most influential martial arts uh, films right, for a lot right. of, for a lot of generations. Um, some in particular, only the strong, huge right. percapoeira artists. Uh, and, and for bringing capoeira to the screen. Uh, of course, Bloodsport, which every martial artist or every aspiring martial artist They've knows and trusts. Everyone's seen it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, talk to me about uh, what you contributed to those films to make them as impactful as they have been for martial arts fans. Well, I created characters that you cared about. Yeah. Okay, and like in Bloodsport, you. You wanted to see Frank Dukes win this tournament. You wanted to see him kick Bolo's ass, okay? Uh, it's the same in o- Only the Strong. We basically built it up so that the good guy is great, the bad guy is, is really dastardly and hateful, and that gets the audience worked up so that when they finally confront each other at the end, everybody goes crazy. They want to see what's going to happen. They want to... S- they want to see Jean-Claude kick Bolo's ass, all right? Because <laughs> Bolo really pissed us off. Bolo, Bolo messed up Jean-Claude's friend. And in uh, Double Impact, Bolo beat the shit out of Chad. All right, so Chad's got to get his revenge. So basically, I'm, I'm, setting, up, I'm, I'm setting up a confrontation at the end, and uh, the audiences are really, they're, they're primed. They're invested, it's like, it's yeah. like they're watching a real prize fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that, uh, I was just talking to uh, Don Dragon Wilson earlier, and uh, he's gotten into some uh, heated exchanges about the uh, veracity of some of Frank Dukes's, uh, right, 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 um, yeah. you know, claims. Um, that you've you've been upfront with uh, with uh, what Frank Duke Frank Dukes 
has and hasn't done, right? right. <laughs> and uh, what do you think about um, how Bloodsport then has kind of elevated him to that to uh, to that fictional level? <laughs> I created a Frankenstein's monster <laughs> by writing Bloodsport, by believing anything that Frank's... That, there was no way to fact check it back sure, then. Yep, yep. There was no internet. Yep. And Frank shows me an article written by the editor of Black Belt about the Kumite and about Frank Dukes participating in the Kumite. Who am I to say... <laughs> this, right. oh, the editor of Kung Fu Magazine doesn't know shit about martial arts. No. It seemed... It, that was a very authoritative art, uh, article. Once we started fact-checking, once the guy who wrote the article, uh, uh, John Stewart, once he started looking into it, he, he took back everything he said because he realized Frank's a good bullshitter. He's a good talker. <laughs> he tells a good story, but basically he's selling steak oil. And he's good at it, so that you don't realize you're being taken for a ride. Yeah. And when you realize you've been taken for a ride, you're not going to be happy about that, okay? <laughs> Nobody likes to be bamboozled. Right. And, and me included. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the big problem with Frank Dukes is not that he's a liar, but that he puts down other martial artists. Mm. He almost never elevates other martial artists because they're all rivals. Like uh, uh, a while back, he was saying that Don Wilson uh, never won, legitimately won a single fight, right. and he was paying off his opponents to take a dive. Now, Don, there's there's footage of Don Wilson fighting people, yep. okay? Yep. There's footage of him winning bouts. There's records that have been kept of Don Wilson. There's nothing on Frank Dukes. Nobody has ever seen him in a competitive match. The only fight that anybody ever witnessed was when Zane Frazier knocked him to the ground with one punch, okay? <laughs> one right. punch. Right. And then Frank, of course, had to elevate the story and, and, and uh, save face by saying, well, Zane Frazier used brass knuckles. But there were witnesses, and they, nobody saw any brass knuckles, okay? <laughs> Basically, Zane took him down with one punch, I was friends with Frank around that time. I visited him in the hospital at Cedar Sinai. And that's no bullshit. He got his head caved in, okay? Wow. I saw wow. there I saw the the stitches. I saw where the surgeon went in and had to remove part of his skull to, to do a repair. Wow. And then his eye was messed up after that. He could not close one eyelid and they put some weights in the eyelid so the eyelid would close. Oh my so goodness. that was all real. Wow. That was the one fight yeah. that anybody has seen Frank Dukes participate in. And he lost it. He lost it. <laughs> he lost it and he was and he was damaged. Yeah. He still wears sunglasses to this day because he's got a glass eye. And it's oh, all because wow. of Zane Frazier punching him out. Wow, wow. So Don Wilson, plenty of fights, we can see him on video. It's really Don Wilson, yeah. okay? It's yeah. not it's not somebody else. Don's not saying, hey, that's me. And you know it's not him. No, that's what, but that's what Frank does. Okay. So, yeah, I've got issues with Frank Dukes. And now he's been, uh, uh, I got Frank Dukes involved with The Quest. Because right. Jean-Claude came to me first, wanted me to co-write and co-direct The Quest. I was busy doing other projects. So I said, hey, Jean-Claude, what about Frank Dukes? He's got a great imagination. Uh, why don't you, and he knows a lot about martial arts. Keep talking. Oh, keep talking, okay. Sounds like the perfect guy to write the Bloodsport script. 
so I got him this gig. Jean-Claude got him hired. It was a Writers Guild project. And how does he repay us? Um, he, he's been calling me a liar, uh. saying that I stole the Bloodsport script from him, <laughs> saying that Jean-Claude promised him a profit participation and then didn't pay him, and then sues him. Jean-Claude gets him a gig, gets him paid. He's getting residuals to this very day, and Frank Duke sues Jean-Claude, who is supposedly his friend, and loses the case. Wow. Loses the case <laughs> because he had no case. All right, so basically, it was all about extortion. Frank Dukes was trying to extort money from Jean-Claude, who was a deep pockets movie star. Wow. We had yeah. money, all right, and uh, that's what that was all about. <laughs> well, uh, on to the good side of those things, your relationship with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Together you produced some great things. What, what was that relationship like, and how did you start working with him? Well, I wrote Bloodsport, and uh, when they were filming it in Hong Kong, I was not on the set. It was a low-budget movie. They're not going to fly the writer to Hong Kong. So Frank Dukes was there with Jean-Claude, and the producer, Mark DeSalle, was making changes to the script that they didn't like. So they both called me. And that's how I, my first introduction to Jean-Claude was via telephone with Frank Dukes. And uh, we hit it off on the phone, and uh, he said, hey, you know, as soon as I'm back in L.A., I should come by and see you. I said, yeah, absolutely, come on, come on by. And the day after he got back to L.A., he and his wife came to my apartment. Now, coincidentally, his wife was pregnant at the time. <laughs> like out to here. <laughs> My wife was also pregnant wow. at the same time, so they got along even better than Jean-Claude <laughs> and I did. So we got to be good friends, our wives got to be good friends. And we just had very similar sensibilities as far as movies, as the kind of movies that we wanted to make. We were both fans of a Charles Bronson movie called Hard Times. Mm -hmm. And we actually ended up emulating Hard Times with Lionheart. Lionheart's very, right, right. very similar. Yep. James Coburn played the uh, the manager in that one, and uh, we had Harrison Page in, in our in our version. Uh, and so uh, we were just congruent with a lot of a lot of our feelings yeah. about movies and the kinds of movies we wanted to make. Now, you said it was a low budget film, Bloodsport. Were you aware of? Did you have any inkling at all of the kind of impact that that film would have? on the industry, particularly for martial artists? No, we had, <laughs> we had our fantasies. Uh, yeah. You know, like the, you know, when you're, you're a young filmmaker, uh, you want to believe that your movie's gonna end up being uh, Star Wars or something like that, okay? <laughs> we, all, we all harbor those fantasies, although in quiet moments we realize, you know what, this movie's never gonna be huge like that. It'll, <laughs> we'll be lucky if it even gets made. <laughs> And with Bloodsport, yeah, we felt very lucky that it was even getting made. It, was, it got made as a low-budget movie by Canon Films, low-budget company. Uh, people seem to think that Bloodsport made my writing career. Not true at all, because <laughs> I had written Rambo 3 before I wrote Bloodsport, and wow. that really made my career. Bloodsport, none of the studios were paying any attention to Bloodsport. It's, made, it's a low-budget, choppy socky movie made by Canon Films. They didn't give a shit about Bloodsport. But it did make, it did give Jean-Claude his entree into the film business to at least, he was the lead actor 
in a movie, uh, and it happened to be a, a successful movie. It was more successful than anybody had anticipated. In yeah. fact, um, if you read my book here, all right, see my book, From Vietnam to Van Damme, um, I talk all about it. There's a lot of details, too much detail to go into here on the podcast. Yeah. But basically, uh, we, uh, we just, the studio did not expect it to make any money. The studio was going to put it straight to VHS, straight to video. Right. And then we're talking about back in the 1980s where yeah. nothing went straight to video unless it was a really low budget piece of shit. But <laughs> right. Menachem Golan did not believe in Jean-Claude. Oh, really? And, wow. He did not. Wow. Uh, he said, uh, because I tried to do another movie there with Jean-Claude. And this is before Bloodsport came out. Right, okay. And uh, Menachem, and uh, I'm quoting him. He said, Van Damme is not a movie star. Van Damme is poison. Van Damme is poison. <laughs> he did not want to use him in another movie. Wow. He wanted to, to use Michael Dudikoff instead. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Because Michael Dudikoff was their, American like Ninja. their ninja guy yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, and, of course, he had to change his tune. He had basically had his tail between his legs <laughs> after they opened Bloodsport. And they weren't even going to open Bloodsport in theaters. And they finally, they got convinced to open it in theaters by a French distributor named Sammy Hadida. And Sammy had a company called Metropolitan Film Export. Uh, Sammy uh, uh, ended up uh, releasing No Retreat, No Surrender in mm -hmm. France, which they called Karate Tiger. And it did really well. And so Sammy calls Menachem and says, hey, I, have, I hear you have a movie with Van Damme and you don't want to release it in theaters. Let me buy it from you and I'll put it in theaters in France. So that got Menachem thinking, well, maybe we ought to take a chance. <laughs> so they, they opened it on the west coast of the US, uh, like California, Washington, and Oregon. And not that many theaters. It did surprisingly well. Wow. Yep. And then they, so they opened it up in the rest of the country, and it did really well also. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Are there any other martial arts, art, martial arts stories left in your, in your tank? Is there anything that you're pursuing along those lines? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I've come up with a number of them. I've written a number of scripts. Uh, I'm, I'm about to make a movie with Michael Jai White and his wife, uh, oh, Gillian awesome. White. Awesome. But Gillian is going to be the star of the movie. It's a female action star. Movie. She's fantastic. And the movie's called Lioness. Cool. And she's, yeah, she's great. So uh, hopefully we'll be making that sometime later this year. Awesome. Uh, and you're an author or a book? What do you uh, have well, going on with this? I'm, somebody, else, uh, somebody, a journalist wrote, actually wrote the book. And, uh, it's been selling quite well, and uh, it fills in all the, the blanks and all the details about these movies that I've been talking about. So I would highly recommend it. They wanna, you know, you want to know a little bit more information, get the book. It's available on Amazon and on uh, barnesandnoble.com. Perfect. What else do you have in the works, then, that you can talk about? Well, hopefully, uh, Warrior Island. Okay, here we go. Here's Warrior Island which uh, I'll, I'll be writing the script for very soon. And uh, if we get the movie together, who knows, I might be directing it also. But for right now, I'm being hired to write the screenplay. And 
we'll see how it goes with that. Okay? Awesome. So that's, that's, that's on the agenda right now. Very cool. Sheldon Lesh, thank you so much for, for your time. Thank you for Bloodsport, and thank you for Only the Strong and all the other stuff that you, you've been involved with. Uh, you've inspired a lot of martial artists, whether you know it or not. Uh, I, I, I do know it. They get, in touch, <laughs> they get in touch with me. They track me down, and they say thank you. That's awesome, and thank you for, for being at the show. It's great to finally meet you. Uh, best of luck with everything you have going on. Very good. Thank you. All right. Poison Clan rocks the world. Some action, drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's warm. We smash the place up with a dragon claws. We walk into the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's warm. We smash the place up with a dragon claws. I see the onion fisted bunk upon the daily prayers. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea to roaming over the lands. Yeah, the little big soldier is old and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here the blast. On the end, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but balls don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster. The channel little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie Chung is finer. Golden Swallow has arrived. Chan Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top of the mountain, gonna fight. May as well pick the spot. Yeah, the sky goes black, cut the vampire's back. We got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all, so stand back. He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword, and our sword will travel until his body's on floors. Yeah, Wing Chun Shaol in the mountain style. Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles. Blood will spill now on the mountain tops when we bring back the soul of the legendary pops. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws See it's a game of death, yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun Assassin's Lash and Blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow But she is in the dragon but in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the wall No fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting